bright suns. You're now listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Punch it, Chewie! What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle. The beginning. <laughs> Conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars friends. Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinan, and you're listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the New One is Listening Podcast Network. And I'm joining my wonderful Star Wars friends tonight. It's so lovely to see you on the Skype camera, but go ahead and introduce. Who am I hanging out with tonight? This is Josh. Uh, welcome back, Chris. And I just have one question. Does anyone know where I can get myself a couple large, empathic, loyal guard cats? <laughs> if only. Sign me up for four. <laughs> Probably not found at your local PetSmart. No. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is Justin, and I'm going to put a hot take out there. I don't think Thrawn would be as menacing if he was a different color blue. Oh. <laughs> just saying. I don't know. Uh, this is Kyle, and I also want menacing guard cats. If that's the thing, like <laughs> definitely sign me up for that. I was going to say I'm happy that we're all together again at full... Star Wars Friends Force, but I'm I was just so distracted by that prospect. I don't know that I feel like Hell yeah. And this is Maggie, and I too like to fantasize about retiring to Naboo with my Jedi lover. Oh yes. Don't we all? Yes, yes. Well, it is delightful to be back. Uh it's it's been a long time for me. I didn't know if I was gonna screw up that intro or not. I was kinda just uh <laughs> I was just winging it there. Uh, but it does feel it's good like to be right back. A swoop bike, it is a little bit. Yeah, it's like Dash Rendar on a swoop bike. Uh, this is cool. It feels good to be back with you guys. It's a Friday night for us. I don't know when you're going to listen to this podcast, but this is uh, this is good. I'm ready to talk Star Wars and get into it. Thank you to everybody that's reached out over the uh, last month and a half. It's uh, It's been a wild ride for me personally. Um, mental health is no joke, so make sure you take care of yourself. If you, uh, it's you definitely need to take a break sometimes, and that's. I appreciate you, all of you on the Star Wars Friends, for allowing me to take a break. So thank you, Justin, Josh, Kyle, Maggie, holding it down while I was out. Definitely awesome. Thank you. Very cool. I feel like we should like stick our hands back out in the middle with like a ring on, like Power Rangers, <laughs> or something like we're, we're about to like 
Morph. Assemble it's the Megazord. Time. Yeah. yeah. Assemble the Megazord. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's. It's. It's crazy. And there's a lot of stuff that's happened since I've been. Uh, since I've not been podcasting. But I definitely want to take a back seat till I get back into the groove of things and kind of see what's going on in the world of Star Wars. So. Um, yeah, I've kind of been lights out for the most part. I'm still collecting like crazy. Uh, that's never going to go away. I've done that forever. But uh, as far as everything going on in the news, and I'm just so oblivious. So I can't wait to learn from all of you and get back into get back into this. And today's topic is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun because that's something I actually started getting into. So thank you for the recommendation to read uh, Light of the Jedi. This is going to be a good discussion today. So it's Very meaty. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, it, it. Okay, we'll we'll save it. We'll save it now. Got a good mouthfeel. You mentioned the cats. <laughs> you uh, you mentioned the cats. What the hell was the species of the uh, the sentient cat from uh, Legends? What was that species? You know what I'm talking about, Josh, Maggie. Help me out. Oh my god! Right? If you hadn't asked, I would have been able to remember it. Now I'm gonna have to look it up. Are you talking about the Jedi that like basically look like a? A tiger, like it had a tiger yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Oh I, man, I don't. I, I remember that Tatooineans are dogs, <laughs> but I don't remember um, what the cat was. Oh, they were empathic. Is it the Born? No, no. It was in a Born. It was in They're the uh, the Thrawn tri- the soon to be made into a TV movie, heir to the Empire. Right? No, it was in another Zon book. I'll I'll, I'll think about it. But anyways, um, speaking of which, can I can I ask you guys? What you think about this? This uh, hot, this hot. I do have a, a hot. T- I have kept in a little. I've, I've dipped my toes in every now and then. Do you think that they're really going to pursue some type of angle on Air to the Empire with this Thrawn casting rumor and setting the the stage for this, or are we just too hopeful because are of the you limitations? About Togorians, Togorians. Yes, that. yes. Thank you, Kyle. Yes, Tagorians. So uh, when you say Sorry. when you say Catman or, or cats, I think Tagorians. Yes, thank you. Which the ones that uh, Commander or Chancellor So has are Targons, which is not a totally different right uh, type oh, yeah. of naming convention there. And that was actually from the Han Solo trilogy. Sorry to anyone that wants to <laughs> nitpicks, but that uh, that is from the Han Solo trilogy. But do you guys? Is there any any desire to see an heir, heir to the Empire live action? I- I love that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I, I think it was Dave or maybe Dave and George had said uh, that would be uh, Filoni and Lucas. We're on a first name basis, <laughs> right? They they had said that the that's what you've the lizards, the, you've been, you've been <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. damn! Oh boy, you guys stepping now. it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to pronounce the lizard, the Yul Salmeri mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he said that's not really how the force works as they understand it. So they probably wouldn't really do that. Um, but you know, you never know what ideas they would pull from. You know, that's sort of the gag that. They're pulling all this stuff right. from Legends. It's interesting to think about how they're setting it up and, and how much they'll actually push the limits of this Luke uh, this Luke technology that they're using. But uh, it's something to think about. I've been chewing it over. What are your thoughts on this, I think, ridiculous, this is mainstream rumor, uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Thrawn? Have you guys uh, talked about that at oh, all? That's a no for me, man. A hard no, no for me, but... <laughs> We haven't really I like him. I don't like him for Thrawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I he's, love Robert Downey. He's great for what he's great for, but uh, that's not it. How about Benedict Cumberbatch? He could, maybe. I'd be okay. More than Robert, more than RDJ. Yes. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, I saw, like, that's really, that's about all, I, that's all I've uh, thought about, really. Uh, I think we, we, 
we touched a little bit like last because there was that rumor coming out of some source in like the UK that Lars Mikkelsen had been already cast Ooh. as Thrawn, which I that is the voice. So if you're yeah. gonna go that route, then that I see that, but there's no I don't think there's any truth to that. Like, nobody's so, really confirmed that. So wow, hoping it's Pierce Brosnan. Well, right. th- I mean. <laughs> It should. It should be. Um, I'll, I'll fill you guys in on uh, what I've been spending my time away for, from the podcast doing. I've been watching the National Treasure movies. Uh, I have, uh, I've been watching the Da Vinci Code movies. Uh, Maggie, oh, I, I know you're a historian and all. I'm just, uh, they're fun. They're fun romps. Mm-hmm. And it's been a hell of a journey uh, revisiting the early 2000s and mid-2000s. Tom Hanks' hair is really something in that first Da Vinci Code movie. Go, <laughs> go back and take a look. But that's I've been having fun with that and uh, catching up with the comics. That's been a lot of fun. The comics are cool and I know you guys are talking about those. Can't wait to dive into some discussions about those. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the Robert Downey Jr. rumors are something else. That's uh, that's some serious fantasy so. right there. That's weird. So. So, well, and on a, on a TV show. And I don't yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's Disney. It's Disney. Anything's possible. Um, Now, one thing I haven't stopped thinking about, of course. This will never go away. This is part of my DNA now. I just can't wait to do this. I cannot wait to get out to celebration. And I see here it's only 81 weeks. 81 weeks. That's nothing. That's nothing. We're almost out of the octogenary week. We lived four years in 2020. It's so 81 weeks is nothing. This is uh, right around the corner, right around the river bend. And I am very excited about this. So uh, I, speaking of celebration, I got my celebration merch uh, today. So I got my spirit trees, my tiki mugs, my tauntaun slippers, which are absolutely hilarious. If you're a grown adult, they look ridiculous. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Got the child pin, which is super cute. Uh, but my fiance said, wow, that's a really bizarre face. Um, <laughs> so sometimes the child uh, artistic interpretations are not always the best. But it, I also got that hang in there Luke Skywalker magnet, which is just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. I want to get a big poster of him hanging off that uh, Cloud City sky rod or whatever that is it's hilarious so um yeah man celebration i'm ready i'm still staying in i'm yeah. still planning on staying in that on-site hotel my well, old ass Luca knees opened that movie hanging hanging from a ceiling too you know in the wampas lair that's a lot of true hanging in that movie. poetry mm-hmm. it rhymes yeah it's a whole star wars yeah. thing right uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so any uh any update on celebration anything that i missed I don't think uh, so. Store's closed, yeah. so if you missed out on the merch, it's yeah. gone. We figure there's probably a clearance sale coming up later. Um, mm-hmm. My child pin is on the way. It's actually Maggie's child pin, but once <laughs> it gets here, I will ship it to you as soon as I get it. Yay. So um, I don't think anything with Celebration. I mean, we're almost done with January, so there's yeah. one month almost gone in 2021 yeah. right there. Boom. Yeah. One yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, so... Flying by. This, I uh, did get my Celebration Obi-Wan pop, which... Uh, Maggie told me it's going for a pretty penny on on uh, eBay. So if somebody <laughs> wants to buy it for a hundred billion dollars, I will sell it to you. What's <laughs> everything that? What's I own except for my and dog. That's, that's lowballing it. What's that? Hundred billion? Yeah, that's on the low end. That's very. And I'll cover shipping. So <laughs> nice, good for for whoever wins that Mega Millions. Uh, right, tonight, you can buy that Obi One pop from Kyle. There you go. Well, I got my <laughs> ticket, so so it might work out. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's good. Um, 
Yeah, so this is a celebration. Now, I've I've pitched it to the Star Wars friends for all the listeners. I really want to get to Disney a year ahead of celebration and I would really like to go with the show if possible. So we're trying to hammer out some things and, you know, obviously with everything going on still with COVID, it's a lot of concern. I've already canceled three potential Disney trips since COVID broke out. And, uh, I actually am on vacation next week and I'm not going anywhere. I'm just, I had plans to go to Arizona. I had plans to go to South Carolina. And every time I get close to it, I have to just stop because I'm just nervous about what's going on in the world still. Um, but hopefully we can get to, Disney sometime around a year and celebrate Galaxy's Edge a year ahead of celebration. That'd be a lot of fun. So we'll keep you up to date if that's something uh, Star Wars friends are going to do. In case you want to join us down there and do Smuggler's Run, we'll be very happy to have you join us. So share a Dole Whip. You could also sponsor my trip if you want. Just hey, yeah, yeah. You can give me money. <laughs> I said if Mega if, 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 if you're a listener, hey, I my offer. That was my name. <laughs> if I win that Mega Millions, everyone's trip to celebrations paid for. Not everybody listening right now, but everyone on the show will. Uh, <laughs> everybody on the Skype call. <laughs> everyone on the Skype call will get VIP tickets and their trip paid for. I promise you. I promise you. So they listenership just went up a lot. Smuggler's <laughs> Run is different now with COVID. So really. Yeah, they put a plexiglass and like only one party, like they're not mixing parties oh. anymore. And like you have to like confirm that you're with your group and not just like buddying up with Holy people smokes. in the line and stuff. And and that was part of the experience I enjoyed was meeting people. Um, I met a great group of people. The last time I wrote it, we ran from, uh, if you guys are familiar with Hollywood Studios, the park was closing. We ran from Tower of Terror to smugglers run ran it took 10 minutes running That's to get there close <laughs> so we got the Come last on, Chris, pick up your time i've run that distance it's not oh, that long it's it felt like an eternity it, it might have been eight minutes you're right you might have been eight minutes <laughs> um but it took forever but we got to ride with these diehard star wars fans and it was great man we had a blast closing out the night and then if you ever get to go to galaxy's edge hang out after the park closes and take some really cool photos with all the great lights over the falcon it's a it's a great experience so hopefully I get to enjoy that with you guys ahead of celebration and then at celebration. Why not? It's going to be a blast. So Justin, take us in. What else we got going on in Star Wars news? It was kind of a slow week, uh, to be honest with you. There was um, uh, there was a released Hasbro Fan Pulse Friday coming up, I think, on the 29th, January 29th. So uh, tune in for that. They're supposed to be promoting 50th anniversary uh, stuff. I'm. I don't know what that's going to entail. I. I know there's another. There's a whole other couple waves of figures that are supposed to be due out later in 2021. So I imagine it's something along those lines. You can get some 50th anniversary stuff right now. Uh, the actual archive line that's out with Commander Cody, Thrawn, uh, Hoth, Han, and Hoth Luke are all 50th anniversary branding. On the packaging, it's very nice little like gold trim to it. It looks really nice, um, but that's as far as I know the only figures with the fiftieth branding. That Cody, that Cody re- repaint is amazing. Uh, I really want to get my hands on that figure. It's it's pretty gorgeous looking, and we've talked about these archive mm-hmm. figures. They, the packaging's kind of lackluster, but um, I'm sure there's folks that will keep the fiftieth yeah. anniversary badge yeah. on there. But it's uh, I'll take that one out for sure. There's yeah, that gold foil stamp is a little something on that. I mean, I still think the archive line is is pretty lame as far as the card back. The back of the back yeah. of the card back is is okay, but the the actual front facing part is 
There's a there's a couple I think that look a little bit better on this than they do in the normal Black mm. Series packaging. So like the Death Trooper, uh, the I think it looks a little bit better in this bubble. Oh, foil the bubble pack. I think is usually nicer than the yeah. those red and black boxes they did for years. Yeah, I'd agree so there, with that. there's a few figures that look better. The Thrawn looks really nice with that 50th anniversary. Oh yeah, I didn't on think it. about that. Um, yeah. but the Death Trooper I don't think that's part of the 51, but he looks a little bit better on this than he did in the the Black Series packaging. So, um, but again, Archive is just an opportunity to get some of those orange line, blue line figures that were originally le- released a couple years ago that are really I don't want to say hard to find. You can find them usually anywhere, but the price is price is hard. Yeah, yeah. So like a, a twenty dollar, you know, at the time would have been a twenty dollar Thrawn Black Series figure is now going for like fifty, sixty dollars. Yeah, so, easy. You can, if you find him on the peg, he's twenty bucks, you know. Uh, but you get the figure that you want. So, how's everyone's uh, target runs been? Is your target? I haven't so- been to Target since March twenty. Oh, I know you haven't about. even. Oh, you don't say no more. I I wouldn't expect <laughs> you to change. Uh, <laughs> and, and stay safe. That's the sane way to be. So uh, everyone I pick else up formula oh, from time to yeah. time. <laughs> so I gotta go get baby formula and diapers. Uh, so usually I'll run in, go through the aisle, grab the formula, swing over, see what I can find. And then I'm out and there has not been a lot. Like I find few black series every once in a while. Um, not a whole wave. Um, I was fortunate enough to find the, the archive figures, the whole wave. Yeah. Um, I left the, the Hoth Han and Luke though, cause I, I just, I wasn't interested in those figures, but, um, it is Luke, Other than that, no vintage collection. I rarely run right. any vintage collection on the pegs at all, which is a little frustrating. The only thing I ran into, oh, well, two things. I ran into the those uh, Luke and Yoda uh, packs, but the new Moloch, the new Moloch, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, dude. Cannot mm-hmm. sell those um, things. They they were too expensive, and then I I bought enough other stuff that I decided I didn't even want to make Justin go get them at his store. But the other thing, and I forgot to send this to you guys, is I went to Target once, and that was like the only thing they had that was Star Wars. Like everything else was like com- almost completely cleared out. But I saw like a lone WWE Sasha Banks figure on a peg, and I took a picture and I meant to send it to you guys and say anybody need a Costco Reeves, but then I <laughs> I forgot, so just sitting in my phone. <laughs> I, uh, my, my Walmart's about, or Walmart, my target's about the same. You walk down the star Wars aisle and you're tripping over the full price Dagobah, <laughs> Luke and Yoda <laughs> two pack. There's spilling off the literally, shelf. Literally six along with Moloch. of them <laughs> right. last time I went there. <laughs> and then there's nothing else. There's like one of the like cheap lightsabers. Yeah. Still. And that's it. Still. It's just empty. Yeah. I'm, I'm finding a lot of the galaxy's edge build a droids. Those uh, ones that you can kind of customize. That's, that's what's hanging out in my targets. Mm-hmm. But I, one thing that I picked up since we last talked that I think all of you would love is the Mandalorian Monopoly. Uh, I kind of I didn't buy it when it first came out for the Mando Mondays, but the Disney store had a sale and uh, I picked it up. It's actually a lot of fun. Like I don't know if is you guys mon- is is the money flan. No, no, no. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> it's Imperial Credits, but it is—it's a hell of a game. Ooh. It's so much fun. I know, right? Like, of course, they'd use. Doesn't those. hold its value. No Imperial credits are no good out here. They're no good. But it's—it's it's a really interesting. It's not your standard Monopoly by any stretch, if you can imagine. And you know, the whole premise of the game is actually to defeat Moff Gideon. 
So yeah, you collect properties and things like that, but it's a lot more strategy involved. So um, I would say it's probably for ages 12 and up. It's definitely uh, a young adult to adult Monopoly version, but it's uh, I cannot wait to have people over and play it. it was, it's a hell of a lot of fun. So if you get a chance to pick it up, it's it's fun. And it comes with a, um, a remnant Stormtrooper retro uh, figure. So it's, uh, it's only oh, available. Yeah. It's only available in the monopoly. So very cool. If you can pick it up, it's a lot of fun. This is slightly off topic, but since you brought that up, I also enjoy a board game slash game night. And, um, I saw, I can't remember the name of the company, but they are developing an actual table, like a coffee table with a touchscreen top and you can load up hundreds thousands i don't know what <laughs> number of classic board games oh on nice it. play it. it's right there on That's the awesome. surface with your it's pretty oh, cool sweet yeah, pretty cool sweet nice. um speaking of, very pricey but. yeah i'm sure i'm okay. sure mm-hmm. uh speaking of games i want to give a shout out to my new guild on galaxy heroes laser faces uh listen this is a <laughs> that like taser face <laughs> <laughs> this okay so I, I got an invite uh i got an invite to join this guild it is incredible. Every and 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 hopefully some of those folks are starting to listen to Star Wars Friends. Um, Justin, I, I don't know if you're still playing. Kyle, I don't know if you're still playing, but this is like uh, okay. So when you hit, I'm t- over a million now. Get to two. Can I get in. Get to two million. <laughs> I'll get Damn you, it. I'll get you in. Uh, this guild is awesome, and I just want to give a shout out to everybody. We cleaned house in the last territory war, so hell yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun. That's the one Star Wars gift that keeps on giving is Galaxy of Heroes. So I love it, Justin. We'll have to uh, we'll have to talk off show about that. Sing my tail. Yeah, like, I don't know why. I'll, I'll help like, you out. We'll, we got to we got to strategize. We'll talk. We'll talk after the show. We'll get you up to speed. So uh, anything else going on in Star Wars? I forgot. Big news release. Hot Toys. Dark Trooper. Oh, yeah. How many are you wow, buying? So How many are you buying? All eight? Uh, at, at the $260 price point, one. <laughs> <laughs> it was expensive. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks beautiful, I, though. I get it. A lot of people are like, well, that's really expensive for something that, A, isn't die cast, mm-hmm. and B, only comes with a gun, and that's it. Like, there's nothing else. But I imagine that Dark Trooper is probably bigger than the normal figures like in the six scale line so like if you buy a luke or if you buy a han or if you buy a standard character i figure this dark trooper is probably a little bit taller than what they are so but yes i did pre-order one awesome i can't wait to see it can't wait to see ain't gonna happen yeah (laughs) yeah that's true i'm sure it's gonna be giant compared to those other like human-sized figures (laughs) i mean i just i did just receive the Hot Toys Mandalorian Deluxe today. He came in today. So it's it's I have the the one in his non-Beskar armor. This is the one in his Beskar armor. And he comes with two of Grogu. He comes with one that just stands on his own. And he comes with one in the pram. Um, and knowing how big that figure is, and when you watch the show of what right, the Dark Trooper right. size is compared to to Mando, I would figure he is a bigger figure than the Mando. Probably more like Hulkbuster size, I would figure. That's so, so cool. 
That's so cool. Can't wait to see that. Um, Last piece on on this. uh, I picked up that Thrawn Gentle Giant bust earlier today. It does have the Calicori. It's the Thrawn Rebels version. So if you're into that, it's on Gentle Giant, limited to 3,000. So I'm not sure how long it'll be up available for pre-order. And Justin got the Old Man Captain Rex bust earlier today. Um, I did not pick that one up, but I might if it's still around. I really want I really wanted to get that. I still may. I like the removable helmet, and I like the um, realistic face sculpt. But I, I'm, I'm short on space. I don't know where I'm going to put it. Right, right. I, oh, I see a space right behind you, dude, right underneath that poster, dude. Just get a little shelf right <laughs> there. Shelf so, yeah. Right there, a little, like, <laughs> yeah. four-inch shelf that you can yeah. have on. Okay. Yeah. Maybe over here on the wall. Oh, yeah. Uh, one what was he on General Giant site like one twenty nine or something like that? Yeah, and if you're if you're a guild member, it drops down to one oh eight. Yep. Yeah. If you go to Big Bad Toy Store, he's only one oh nine. What? At Big, yes, he's one oh nine at Big That's Bad a big Toy difference. Store. <laughs> the Thrawn bust they get a bulk is great. Right. Thrawn bust is what fifty nine ninety nine on Gentle Giant. Yep. But if you yep. go through Big Bad Toy Store, it's fifty four ninety nine. That's literally so a dollar more than if you were a guild member. So why did? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm Just happy I'm a guild member, guild but membership. I, yeah, I paid a lot of money for that. Oh well. <laughs> right. But like the the Rex was one oh nine. I was like, oh okay, that's way better. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Uh, I know we're about to pivot out of this, but the uh, toy store, one of the vintage toy stores by my house, he was actually telling me, like, you know, if you want to buy it, because they have a bunch of those gentle giant figures, and he said, you know, we we get a better deal than you can get, no matter what you do. That's insane. They they buy them in bulk, and they buy them every time, and, yep. That is insane. All right. Well, lots of uh, stuff going on, and I'm sure, uh, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this, maybe moving some of the fine edition stuff over to YouTube, but I definitely can't wait to make that jump so we can show off all the cool shit that we talk about. So uh, are we ready to get high? Is that the time? Is it time to get high? Cause do it. <laughs> well, yeah, we haven't been saying it like that, but <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's, I'm back on the show. So, all right, I guess I will hit it, man. And I know why, why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Republic. Because I got high. Republic. Because I got high. Republic. La da 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 da. I like the Obi Wan there at the end. Republic. That's <laughs> like so aggressive. Well, democracy. So aggressive. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it's for. <laughs> yep. Yes, I got it. That's <laughs> oh, so good. So good. All right, who's kicking it off? Let's go, baby. I'm ready. So I'll pick it up. So last week we kind of just talked about, we went through the first couple chapters to really kind of set the tone. Um, One through 18. This week we're doing the second section of the book, which is 19 through uh, 36, I believe. Um, So you get to like a second interlude and then you get to 36, which kind of brings you into um, a confrontation between uh, some of the Nihil and the Jedi and the Republic. Um, so we're kind of covering that big section in there. And last week we kind of went through the chapters to set the tone. This week we're going to kind of just talk about some of the things that we enjoyed uh, reading in the book or hearing in the book. I know Josh and I are listening on the audio books. Maggie and Kyle, you guys are, are reading through it. Maggie's already read the whole thing, so <laughs> she's light years ahead of us, but Kyle's reading I've through it. I finished it too, sir. Oh, okay, okay. Josh did Credit finish it. Too. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're kind of working through it in parts, um, but, I, you know, we get, a, I think, different version, not a different version, but a different listen or a different hear in our head, I think, than 
than what you guys do. So it's kind of fun. But we're going to talk about some of the things we liked, maybe some of the stuff we didn't like, uh, and then kind of go from there. Yeah, I, that's something we were saying off the air is I'm having because I'm reading it and I'm it's hard for me to understand the audiobooks. I just don't retain it as well. But it's Same. I'm having trouble getting the um, the voices of the characters in my head. I don't know. They'll, it's all it's just me talking to myself in a, as a bunch of different characters in my head. So <laughs> I'm interested to hear maybe the audiobook or some other version of how they actually well, sound. Let's start with that because I know Josh before, as we were kind of talking in pre-show, he had a couple questions like, or we were kind of talking about some of the voices. Let's talk about Marshawn Rowe. Mm. Marshawn Rowe, love Josh, him. and I don't know if you get this. I mm-hmm. love the character. So far, so good. And I, I'm not going to go ahead because I've only, I stopped right at 36. I finished that chapter. I stopped at 37. I have so much to say next I was done. week. I cannot wait. But Marshawn Rowe, and Josh, tell me if you agree, he is literally John Malkovich in the book, or he, to me, he sounds like John Malkovich, the way that Mark Thompson reads him in the delivery of lines in the book versus like just reading him as a normal character because he like elongates some of his words, kind of like what you would see in um, Con Air, like John Malkovich oh my and God. Con Air, right? Cyrus the Virus? Cyrus the Virus. Wow. That's what I got out of him. And a lot of the voices that Mark yeah, Thompson I that. does, I love. I love Mark Thompson's voices. Um, there are some that I have a hard time with. Um, I know, like, what's a uh, Ko- Kobos Kosov? Kosov? Is that right? He's one Kos- of the Nile. Kosov. Kosov. is main guys. Yeah, he kind of sounds like a very angry Bert from Mary Poppins. Um, he's got like a very British Cockney kind of accent that. He's just angry and he's, really he's a weak way, he, right? Yeah, he's real gruff. Yeah, but he's got a British accent as a weak way, <laughs> and it's a little That's not how I imagine weird. Um, <laughs> you know, and I and I'm not opposed to like the accents and stuff in Star Wars because I think a lot of people got on Bill Burr because he had a British accent or like Boston. he sounds like you or Boston. not British. He sounds like he was from Boston, and but when you hear like a Mark Thompson book, you get all these different accents i guess that he puts on these characters that you're like no accents are in star wars they're all over right, the place right. so don't be getting mad at bill burr there'd be, there'd be even more in star wars than in the real world yeah yeah y- yeah i mean so i haven't listened to the audiobook now that you're saying all this i want to get into it i just want to say real quick maggie um before before you jump in because uh, i wasn't here to to lead in with the high republic with you guys I was very skeptical of this book series. I didn't know what to expect as a Legends lover, and I was actually nervous that we were going to start this new journey with new storytelling. But damn, am I absolutely delighted with this book. It really, I just, I read it way after you guys. I just read it to catch up for today's show. Um, It is so good. I know that you guys have, have definitely dove into this, but man, I'm so delightfully pleased and cannot wait to see where High Republic goes. So I just wanted to say that piece and get it out there. So go ahead, Maggie, take it away. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I'm really enjoying what the Star Wars Twitter account has been doing with the video promos for the characters. Yeah. I think that they're a really great way to engage um, with an audience who might not be as you know keen to read books. Um, there, you know, there's definitely some of us who are more visual people. And so I think it's, it's a really great way that they're kind of mixing the mediums. And it gives me a lot of hope that we might be seeing these characters in a different medium in the future. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I think that's almost inevitable. And, you know, I'm 
this is something I've been looking forward to the High Republic, you know, since Same. they announced it. And it, I think it's such a big thing for Star Wars. I'm personally so excited that the five of us seem to all be loving it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they definitely backed up the hype. They And that's kind of the thing is like, uh, the hype is a tough thing. You got to deliver. And they totally backed it up. Um, man, I, I, I'm just so, yeah, I can't say enough how pleased I am. So can't wait to hear what you guys think about this, uh, this next section here. So, yeah, I've been, I mean, I've enjoyed it. Like I said, Mark Thompson does a great job at delivering an audio book. And I kind of listen while I'm at work. Um, you know, through the day. And like, I keep a, a, just a legal pad next to me. And like, as I hear something, I just jot it down. So if it's something I'm interested in, or I liked, or I didn't like, then I just kind of jot it down and then just go right back to listening and work. That helps me kind of retain it a little bit more. Um, But there's so many characters in this book. He has done information period. Yeah. And he's done just an exceptional job though, of differentiating all of these characters. And I feel like in some of, his past books with characters, there's not this many because he's got all of these different Jedi, all of these different Republic characters, all of these different Nihil. He's got Nile. He's got all these different um, regular people just in the galaxy that he has to voice for. And there's just so many verses, a normal novel, like a Thrawn novel that he reads. You get Thrawn, you get um, whatever, uh, what's his ensign's name? Uh, it's escaping me at the moment. Vanto. Eli yeah, Vanto, pro. thank you. He's got Eli Vanto, and those are predominantly the characters in that book. But then you, in this book, it's all new characters. It's all new people. It's so many lots of Vader in the to take in. So yeah, it, it cracks Double me up that vision. you always. It cracks what? me up that you always use Thrawn books as an example, though, because oh. that last <laughs> Thrawn book that was all set on uh, on Chila is like. It's like this where there's like a million new characters and they all have Chiss names. So it's oh. like super confusing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't read like, it yet. I haven't read like, it yet. When you get to that, you're going to be like, oh, the, there we differentiating go. the night, the, the, uh, Light of the Jedi uh, characters is nothing compared to the Thrawn book because it's all like <laughs> similar names and similar people and. But yeah, yeah it's. I, I'd say the only character that I don't like so far, and he's not a very big character in this book, is Wedbub. Who is the Gungan Nile? Like, I don't. Did anybody else catch that? Why are you always hating on the Gungans, man? Oh, well, it's his one. What does he say? He's like, We're the Nile. We need to ride the storm. And I just have this. And the way that Mark reads it and this picture in my head is just awful. We said riding the storm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They're they're in the big cloud thing. Whatever. So that's that's something I really. Like, I love about the Nile is that there's so many different mm-hmm. um, races, like, represented. And so I think it's, it, yeah, species, races, because they're human, like, humanoids. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not animals, so it's always weird, how, like, how to how to yeah. phrase it. But um, I, I really like that there are so many different types of characters in the Nile, mm-hmm. which really continues to just make me love the Nile so much more. Um. I'm a big Nile fan, and I I can't wait to get into next week because there there's a a Marishan Rowe scene at the end of the book that I just like so many good lines, it, it, so wild. many good lines. It's a wild time. It's going to be Ooh. interesting to see people cosplay. It's such a unique, you know, their their characterizations are so unique for Star Wars now. I mean, really, it's like a Mad Maxian and like just really wild stuff. So I can't wait to see people actually put together uh, cosplay with this stuff. I mean, really interesting like design. Could, 
seems like you could do almost anything, you know, put on a mask and spikes and right. leather and, and outfit yeah. and yeah. You can make your own and character. Yeah. So there, yeah. Is. There's, there is our cosplay it. for celebration. <laughs> we all just show up as Nile. The barbarian. <laughs> and we're just going to be the Nile running just around. Look absolutely punk. And yes. be like, I'm a Nile. What right. You, like, what are you looking right. at? Right. How cool. How cool. I have to say, since we're talking about like the descriptors for the Nile and stuff, I there was one point where they are describing Lorna D. And they said that her skin is the color of swamp water. Yeah, I thought this better be Chris's favorite character right here. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I love it. I love that. You know what else stuck out to me is like I think maybe the sentence before that they say she has emaciated Leku. Mm, yes, yes, or that's right. That's or, right. Like what would that? Eat? Were they like shriveled up? Or, like yeah. what would that even look at? Like that was so gross in my head. Yeah, it was so cool because it's like such very like different characters than oh. what we're used to seeing, and you know I feel like it's very obvious that Marish and Roe became like my favorite character because he has a mask and that's kind of my type in the Star Wars universe. Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, Marish and Roe, like Broody Boba and helmeted. Fett. That's my thing. Boba Fett, the Mandalorian. Yeah. I mean, Broody and wearing a helmet. I mean, that's right. a Maggie, Maggie magnet right there. <laughs> There was there was one reference I think in the book where he when they're they're on the Steelies, which I just want to crank Bon Jovi when I'm like when I was listening to that part like Steely Horse I, I Ride, kind of Steel Horse I Ride, like and I'm just like picturing them riding across this flat plain on these steel horses, but Kicking there's up one arcs, yeah. yeah, there's one where uh, I can't remember what is his name, the older Jedi. Is it Pax? Uh, oh, he's crap. he might be my favorite yeah, Jedi. He, I, well, uh, yeah, the, the chef guy, one eyed like, chef. Yeah, I really like him a lot. But there's a scene where he like deflects a blaster bolt back into like the helmet of one of them, and it fall. He falls to the ground, and he gets back up on the steely, and that's where he like realizes like, oh crap, the whatever he hit that was wearing the helmet must not have had his brain in his helmet. It was in some other part of his body, and then it shoots it like that's where he realized he was going to die, and it shoots, it gets back up, and it shoots him, I guess. So I just, I, I was like, man, I was like, that's just kind of funny to hear. Well, you got a helmet on. What are you protecting if your brain is not in? It was your, strictly cosmetic. <laughs> in the head. Like, I want, aren't the helmets more for uh, like uh, the gas attack? So maybe like the, mm-hmm. protecting their. They're, you know, wherever they breathe Respiratory from. system. Yeah. 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 And yeah. to look super metal. And right. so they have a chance uh, with Maggie. Yes. Um, well, his name was Porter Angle. Porter. Yes, Porter. Yes. Porter. yes. Uh, I'm the glad he said Bardota. he was yes. lick with a lightsaber, apparently, according to these guys. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you mentioned him, Justin, because he definitely stood out to me as a character that I associated with. Just very roguish, uh, flies by his own, you know, it, I mean, lives by his own rules, clearly. And, uh, the they, old guard. Yeah. Like and then the old guard dude. There was yeah. all that buildup uh, while he was just sitting there, and he was like this aura, almost. They called him a ghost, I think, at one point. Like, mm-hmm. like I can't believe it. He's like a ghost. Um, I can't wait to read on and hopefully learn more. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Star Wars Friends Podcast. 
Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on all things Star Wars. If you're enjoying the Star Wars Friends, please leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on and make it a great one. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. It was very interesting because he's one of those characters where they talk about the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and when most, they say when most Jedi get older, they retire to the Jedi Temple. They've got a room there. You know, they live out their days, basically. You me with that, personally. No, uh, thank you. Yeah, like... <laughs> I'm an they, old, retired Jedi. I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> no, like, and they provide, like, knowledge and whatever in the temple, and that's it. But he apparently, like, wanted to live out, just out in the open, and, and travel, and, like, do his own thing, and just kind of let the force... valuable as long as he could. Yeah, yeah, so that was pretty cool. I really, I really like him. He is he the one with the gold... The gold blade? Because yeah. when the three of them were riding after it, there's a part in the book where it says they yeah, see three sabers ignite, gold. one gold, one green, and one blue. And I was just like, who's got a gold lightsaber? That's not <laughs> yellow. Not yellow. Gold. gold. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. Though I actually thought they said his was blue when he was slicing Yeah, I thought the gold the, uh, one was Loden. Was that Loden's? Yeah. It's yeah. so sweet, though. Like, I was like, Because he was oh. uh, doing the reverse grip, slicing up the those mm. uh, mole mines. Is that what they call oh, them? Oh, the mole mines. Yeah. Yes, terrifying. Booby I tricks. will say, Loden continued to be my favorite Jedi uh, f- through from part one. And he is 100% Thor. He's like this like <laughs> kind-hearted warrior himbo like he's he has a good sense of humor he, he and he, the way that he talk like the way that Mark does his accent he totally ha- he's it's just like it's yeah. it's Chris Hemsworth like a hundred percent and I and yeah he just he continued to be although he takes the the gun out of the ship and attaches his lightsaber to it to to shoot it over his shoulder like a bazooka like what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that whole dynamic where they use their lightsabers to as they call it a key to charge their weapon system yeah. that's a very cool thing i'm into so it so much cool stuff i love it speaking of the jedi and since i am already having my cocktails i want to talk about my favorite aside from marish and Rowe, my favorite part of light of the jedi mm. that i was so anxious to talk about last week um, Avar Chris and Elazar on Naboo and Elazar is just like having cocktails and having a good time yeah. <laughs> and our Chris is over here like thinking about retirement with her buddy that she's clearly in love with and she could never tell him in love with. I just had so many emotions because I like I said last week there was that whole like in the beginning where they're talking about like Jedi romance books. And then, like, we're reading this, and obviously there's this, like, subtle Jedi romance, and, like, I have so many theories about them, and there's some more good stuff later on in the book as well, Um, and I just have so many theories, and I am so ready to see more about their story, because I just, I want to know more, and I want to know if, like, these Jedi are a little little bit better with letting there be attachments, because I feel like they're so in tune with the Force that they might not have that Mm. that fear of getting to attach, because even with the, um, the Master and the Padawan, all of the the pairings are so very deeply connected and they're very in tune with each other. So I feel like that would lend itself towards maybe something being the reason why eventually the Jedi say no attachments. 
They were alluding to some of that with the little adopted pet they mm-hmm. had at the outpost, too. Yep. Did I just yep. steal your thing, Josh? You did, but I, I did have <laughs> something. I, I was going to say that, and also I think they they talk about um, you know how upset uh, Skier is when uh, the Jora, the Togruten Jedi, uh, mm-hmm. when she when you know when she blows up or whatever, Jora Molly, Jora Molly, or something yeah. like that. Um, and how upset he is when that happens. Um, yeah, there's definitely something there with the attachments, and I'm like, I'm so ready to find out more. Which is he is is that why he's still so upset in the comic book? Like we talked about last week, what's the time? Uh, like, where do these two? The fit comic together? comes after after this after this book. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but I don't think so. I don't think there was a lot revealed in that first issue of the comic no. that you're going to no. get out of this book. So if you've already read it, it's not like you're spoiling anything from the book no, or see, vice versa. I so. I've I've read it and I obviously didn't even know that it was after. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's cool. Like, do you guys um, in the book when it's written there? Do you guys get like where when they're on the Nihil, um Are they? Do they talk about the music? Scenes like when they're in the great hall and the, it's like all glass and it, or it's just glass essentially, but it's like space on the other side of it. That's but just it's a like dome. This, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. a dome. But, but like they're cranking like this metal music. <laughs> have you guys, no. have you guys, I no. have heard okay. that. So in the, in the book, in the audio book, when they come to those scenes, there's literally like Mad Max style metal music that they turn on That's in the hilarious. book as they're going through some of those parts. And that's all I'm thinking of is like, this is totally Mad Max right now with these guys. Um, but it's cool. I mean, they, like, they definitely live uh, a very different life. And, and it was interesting in one section, I wrote it down here. Um, they talk about the Nile and how basically like the propaganda is like, oh, you live your life, do what you want to do. We're ruleless and blah, blah, blah. But when you get into the Nile, it's still a structure of you report to this boss, this boss reports to this boss, and this boss reports game, to this boss. So it was it was interesting because you hear some of, I think it's Kosov um, that maybe talks about that, or it's one of the other Lesser Nile that talks about that and basically like, there oh yeah, no I'm in this. But the Lesser Nile, they're all great. <laughs> but they all have like very different roles and yes, like clearly... Yeah, and, and when they talk about the council, which, you know, it's it's, it's uh, Kosov, Panella, Lorna mm-hmm. D, and Marshawn Rowe, those four, when they talk about it, they there's clearly a structure there where they vote, and they have to be unanimous, I think, in the vote of what they're doing, but then obviously there's a scene in this section where Marshawn Rowe lays the smackdown on Kosov yeah, and he cuts gets his hand two off. Votes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and... He like because he's the eye and he basically takes over. Whereas like the eye had never had that role before, so there's clearly a, a structure of power in the Nile that you don't go above. And Marshawn Rowe went above that when he basically said, "Look, I'm going to fix this situation," and punched Kosov and then cut his hand off. And the others are just sitting there dumbfounded, looking at him like, "Oh crap, what are we going to do now?" So. I think they they underestimated him too. They yeah, didn't. yeah. It's a power move. Hey, Marshawn has a lot of chips to play with where they don't. Like that's the thing is they don't know where the paths come from to do the hyperspace jumps. 
and that's a big issue for them. Well, and speaking of that, that was something that I know we have actually talked about hyperspace quite a bit on this show and how it all works. And that's like uh, been interesting to me how they've kind of been explaining that in detail and not that Star Wars isn't really hardcore science fiction where they explain stuff like that. That's not the point. It's really fantasy. Uh, but uh, it's interesting to me, especially that like because you're traveling faster than light speed, you're actually in your own separate dimensional right. plane, basically, mm-hmm. and you, you can't hit anything. It, it was just a really cool kind of thought to me. Yeah, and, and the only two things I put in the notes, uh, Kyle, and you, you just beat me to it, was hyperspace and Sontecas. Uh, I, I got to say, as, as a Star Wars novel fan, I mean, going back to the first Star Wars Friends episode, I talked about that I fell in love with Star Wars because of the books. Part of what I love so much about the books is the world building and the explanation behind a lot of these unexplainable things are really cool things. And what this book, to me, has done with hyperspace and the explanation of it, I mean... It is so well crafted. It made my imagination as an an old man get excited about Star Wars uh, lore again, and and kind of crafting those things. So, um, yeah, the hyperspace, the charts, the lanes, like this is all to me old Republic stuff. But now it's clearly in this new High Republic era. Um, it's just fascinating, and to get that backstory in with all of these brilliant characters. I mean, Charles Soule is meshing these two elements of Star Wars so well together that as a lore nerd and a world-building nerd, this is just as exciting as getting um, stoked about Avar Chris or like the Santecas in this novel. Like, yo, I just (laughs) love that connection so much. It's so... It's so nuanced, but it's it's the world building element to it is just fantastic. So I don't know if you guys already talked mm-hmm. about Santecas, but very cool. We did not actually much. I don't think we talked about them last week. Okay, they didn't no. come up in the first part. No. Well, they uh-huh. maybe mentioned right at the right panel. at the end. Right at the end, they just got right mentioned. at the end. I think they got mentioned, and that was it. Well, and obviously, in this section, we learned that there's more to the Santecas than we originally maybe would have mm-hmm. thought. Right. And oh, I'm yeah. very yeah. interested to know. Um, What's going on with the old one, whose name I can't remember? Who's in the, the pod? Name. Yeah, uh, Mar. Oh, the the woman. The yeah, I'll find it. I have it. I wrote gra- it down. Grandma or whatever. Yeah, Mari. Mari uh, sent uh, Mari. There, there we go. go. Thank you. Um, I thought it was interesting too how they were explaining like this is in in the past too, so it's not figured out the way it is in Star Wars as we have understood it previously. You know, like you have to go to specific places to even do a hyperspace jump. And they were talking about how you you can't just punch in the coordinates and jump from anywhere, and which is something that, you know, we we know you can do all the time in Star Wars normally, you know. And that's actually what makes the Nile so dangerous is they can, like he was explaining, they can disappear because they can drop into hyperspace from anywhere and currently, that's not um, just available technology to everybody, which is, mm-hmm. again, like interesting how it places this in history in the Star Wars universe. And I love that there are, and Kyle, to your point, how there are just different ways to navigate through hyperspace. We learn this in the Thrawn novels. We learn this now with Mari Santeca, who is this like Oracle type, uh, 100-plus-year-old human that can somehow fly through hyperspace in her brain. She, she's, a, she's got a supercomputer in her brain. Um, using all of those linked droids 
that the that that was the one character's theory was to use all their their brain power to process these routes. So that's just fascinating the different ways that you can chart these uh, hyperspace lanes, and that someone like Mari. Uh, I mean, now that it's canon, you have this person that can now chart hyperspace through their mind. That's incredible. I wonder how her ability is going to relate to the ability of the the Chiss, like children navigators or mm. the Skywalkers. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yes, sir. I'm very it's, excited. It's about basically it. the same kind of thing, right? Yep. But yeah, just one's about? young and one's old. That's I mean, really, that's, yeah. right. Yeah. But they said that Mari's been able to do it since she was a child, right? And that, that's why mm-hmm. she was abducted because of this ability. And now they've basically forced her to stay alive artificially. Do we think that maybe she is, like, was a force user that essentially could have been a Jedi if it was recognized early, but they found a way to use her power in a different way and just wrote it? Uh, and she didn't know what it, she had? It sounds like they were. They said that like exploring hyperspace back in the early days, like did something to them, and that's why it's different. Like they mm. they made a little mention of that. But. Yeah, there was something about there was an instance that something had some kind of effect on her, and then it it changed her. Mm. Nice. Um, we did talk about the science a little bit last week, Chris. How awesome. You you hear a lot of difference in the science between what we know in current canon and the the newer movies versus what we're hearing here um you know tractor beams and um you know when they're trying to to capture the pods in the first part of the book they're using magnetic yeah cables yeah. and clamps to like shoot out and grab and then pull back in i thought it was interesting here because mari is in a pod of some kind that they have to open and close Feeder, and Bacta but by, is still getting developed. Mm-hmm. And Bacta is still mm-hmm. being developed, but by the end of, I know you're going to hate it, but by the end of Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> you've got the Emperor literally hooked up to a bunch of hoses in a crane, right. and they're just pumping the stuff in him, and he's just doing his thing like normal. So we hear, I think we get this advancement of, hey, here's like a healing pod. Oh, interesting. Into a tank, okay. And then to, hey, we can just keep you mobile and doing things. You know, almost like a, line a mobile or right into you or whatever yeah. they were doing. Yeah, yeah. a lot so of this over centuries technology just develops and advances. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, well, it's just like the advancement of the ties and X wings and all those things. But uh, it, it's really crazy um, thinking about this type of stuff because to me, a lot of what the technology they're they're talking about in this book, as it once again as an old school guy, this to me seems like it's something twenty thousand years ago from old Republic. You know, like a lot of this technology. Um, so it's interesting how close it is now to A New Hope. That's that's really wild. Bacta is mm-hmm. just being developed 200 years before. That's yeah. nuts. Uh, I like the V-Wheel. We learned about a V-Wheel, which is essentially the same thing as a vector, but it's like a land version of yeah, it. I thought land. that was pretty cool. So versatile. Um, they said wheels, treads, uh, repulsor yeah. lift. It can go on or underwater temporarily. Anything but fly. Air yeah. conditioning, AM, FM, uh, five CD changer. Uh, hell heated, yeah. Heated Serious steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Still uses a lightsaber key, though. It's so outdated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it, car- it carries two like cool little swoop bike things in the back, apparently. Yeah. I forgot what those were called. Yeah. Did that you guys... Um, um, what what uh, Did you guys take any interesting quotes or comments out of this section? Like, what did you... 
That was like my guys- idea too, and nothing really jumped out at me. Kyle's Kyle mentioned the emaciated uh, Liku, which definitely stood out to me. Um, I, I will say the dialogue between Martian Rowe and um, Gari Mari. Uh, sorry, Mari. Mm-hmm. All that was just so evil and ominous, and I just yeah, he's wh- bad, dude. Whoa, I love him so much. Whoa, is that just brutal Maggie dialogue? Needs therapy, I think. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's really. It made me uncomfortable, you know, because it's so vivid and so well written. I don't know how it's translating on the audiobook, um, but it is just so well written, and, and you can just put yourself right in there. Actually, what's bizarre? Uh, this is a 1990s thing, and I don't know if you guys will get this. I'm imagining Mari looks exactly like Quato from Total Recall, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, there, I got a little Quato vibe going on See, over I, there. I pictured Magna from something about Mary. <laughs> uh, or like a wrinkly and tan and the, the, like the little perm going on. It, or the Krang from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles inside yeah. the robot <laughs> body. Yes. So there, there you go. That's what I've been thinking about when I read this novel. <laughs> yeah. I um, There was a lot. Like, I really enjoyed the Jedi Council stuff. In the second interlude, I there was a ton of stuff in there um, that was very pertinent to not just the newer Jedi Council that we see in like the prequels. Mm-hmm. It was the same arguments that some they the were having. People. Was some yeah, of right, Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, it's Yariel Poof. Yariel <laughs> right. Poof is on that panel. It was. It's cool to hear more from Yariel Poof because all you see is this little snake dude with a head. Uh, in the prequels, and he doesn't talk. And no, you don't hear nothing. anything from yeah. him. Here we're actually getting dialogue from Yariel Poof um, about what they're going to do about the Nile um, and how they want to help the Republic because essentially they got the order from, uh, what's the Chancellor's name? So, Chancellor So. Chancellor So. Yeah. They got the order from Chancellor So, go take them out. Like, these people are causing problems in these hyperspace lanes and we can't have this accident happen again because it's killed millions and billions of people. So we need to go do something about it. But this is where the Jedi get into this debate about what do we do? Because we're peacekeepers. We're here to help people. We're not designed to fight a war. We're not designed, or like that's not our job. And Yariel Poof, um, what does he say? He says, we are, uh, but we are guardians of two ideals, peace and justice. Sometimes, unfortunately, they come into conflict. We must always strive for peace, but also justice. Peace without justice is flawed, hollow at its core. It is the peace provided by tyranny. And then Mas- And then I think there was another Jedi that says something, but then Master LaRue says, so we should strive only for simplicity. The galaxy is not a simple place. Uh, yeah, and that's great. It's, the, it's that whole like section in the second interlude with the Jedi Council debating about whether or not to go confront the Nile was great because it's the same. It is the same dilemma that they get in the prequels in fighting the war against the Separatists. And then that that adds a whole other dimension to that that weight you see uh, Master Yoda carrying all throughout the Clone Wars, and then especially um, in Revenge of the Sith. Yep, because he's yep. seen this all go down before, and how troubling it can be, and how just just divisive it can be. Yep, and which which I will say this: they did talk about skier in here. Skier, 
I guess is his name. Now I, I'm gonna defend like I'm gonna defend Chris a little bit on this one. Because, <laughs> I was wondering if Skier was gonna come up today. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but a good Trandoshan in the world, and specifically yeah. in this, they say Trandoshan Jedi are rare. It's univer- uh It's unusual to be brought uh, for them to be brought to the temple for training. Period. And this dude made it all the way to Jedi Master. But it's it said something else about their whole nature is not like their whole planet, their whole nature, their whole culture is not. Uh, it's it's built on crap, and I can't think of the word. Uh, it's like a gr- aggression or something yes, like that. Yes, it, that's but, the their and whole that's nature. why they never get brought to the temple in the first place because yes. the the whole culture is like, well, we don't mess with that. We just well, punch people and hunt <laughs> things and yep. Yeah, I mean, in the uh, oh, go ahead. Live people, sorry, Josh. No, no, no. Um, in in that uh, in the Bosk story, in the uh, from a certain point of view, I mean, you learn you actually learn a lot about that. Like they they um, come to prominence as a kid by like basically they're the the mother has like a has several eggs, and then basically whichever. Trandoshan uh, baby eats the rest of uh, th- their like the pot brood. Their brood, yeah. yeah. I couldn't think of the word. That, like that's the one that survives and is the is and is the child of the family. Like for that go round, and then also their entire like culture is built on uh, a ton of like lies about like oh well Wookies uh, think Trandoshan eggs are a delicacy and they eat them and Wookies do this and and it's like all he finds out that Anti-Wookie it's all like a lie, but he he doesn't believe it but he you know mm-hmm. yeah it's it's Trandoshan culture sets them up for failure for sure yeah so I I mean I know we were ragging on Chris like <laughs> the possibility of good Trando- Trandoshans exists it exists it, I'll, it give that. I'll give you that I'll give you very very rare. Um, so he uh, was not totally they're wrong. Conditioned. They're not born that way. It's still <laughs> racist to say that all Trandoshans are evil. <laughs> <laughs> they're aggressive. But there you go. You got that'll a, give a you. Jedi. Trandos- that'll give you. Yeah, I, I honestly, I was reading that. And I was like, no, he had to put a f- Trandoshan Jedi in this book, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He was one-armed like, and broody, at least. That's true. He was like, you know, I listened to that one episode of Star Wars Friends where Chris went <laughs> off on bad Trandoshans. Let's make this guy a Trandoshan. Yeah, guy. let's go put him in the book. No, I, I, it was funny. That was good. <laughs> There's um, There was a great chapter on Buryaga in there. Um, Gentle oh, Buryaga. Yeah. So she awkward. awkward. Yeah. So gentle. He's people's man. He's... he's uh, He's a I don't know like an empath like a feeler I guess like yeah. he just yeah. knows people like it's so cool like he had like they're in that giant party uh, after they save you know the people from that they pulled from one of those pods from the legacy run and they're like which was weird they're having like a party and and well, the, they wanted to like thank them for rescuing them. It was hosted yeah. by all the the survivors, right? And yeah. and I could totally relate to him being like, "Oh, I get why this is like a nice thing, but I really don't want right. to do this." <laughs> you could just hear like you're like so relatable. It. He's just like, "I don't want to be here." He's like, "But they have food." And I like food. And like he's and no like, meat. Oh, jeez. Even a shrimp cocktail for the yeah. guy. But he finds like the Getting one kid, delicious green fruits. The whole party, he 
finds the one kid like standing in a corner by himself who saw something and and I guess realized what happened on the legacy run that caused the accident and he's like I I got to take this kid to somebody else we need to to like look into this further and that's what sets up that whole navadroid grid um and whatnot to try to piece together everything but um right. Well, even just before cool. that, the the kid was feeling all this guilt and shame because he was like playing a prank when he came across this information and felt like sure. he may have caused the accident. Yeah. Um, and and um, Buri, how do you say it? Buriaga, Buriaga, Buriaga. Uh, he was he he comforted him, and even though they they couldn't. Well, the the child couldn't understand him, but he still managed to like uh, make him feel better, and yeah. it was like a nice little moment. He was like me, you, same, yeah. same, different, same. but same, same, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, as it always does, it worked like a charm. Which in some of these, like uh, the kid, like the character names are really cool. Like Surge was the kid that he was talking to. I was like, mm, we probably could have done a better name than Surge. Surge. But- it's all right. I kept we said Surge. I kept thinking of the guy in um, uh, who's uh, what is his name? It's um, not the uh, Thor, what's not the, the Thor, lemon Thor lime soda from the nineties. No, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, the bald guy. Um, uh, he's got the two M sixteens, and he's like, "This is uh, oh, what is it? He's the oh, gatekeeper, the rock, the, huh? The rock guy? No." No, 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 no. He helps um, Hela through the whole thing. He's like her executioner. And then at the end, he flips sides and he helps Loki and Thor and Hulk and like try to win. I can't remember his name. It might have been uh, Scourge. Is Scourge? Does that sound right? Scourge is Maybe. from a great Legends novel. Uh, uh, so good. No, it's not Scourge. I you know Scourge, Joss. I've seen your face, guy. Lord Scourge. Yeah, baby. It's going to build her gonna bug me right now. now. I've got to figure out who that was. I can't think of his name now. It's gonna bug me. He's the um, he's Bones on uh, Star Trek, in the Star Trek movies. Oh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Yeah, he, it's Carl Urban's character in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I can't remember that character's name is. I know who you're talking about though. But I love yeah, Carl Urban. Was... He's so nice. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, it. Was like Surge. Like we probably could have had a better name for the kid than Surge. But uh, it was I spoiled that he survived. That's his name. Scourge. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, I, you know, I I love the book so far. I can't wait to get in the last section because Maggie keeps promising some some ju- good juicy bits it of better live up to it. it There's just some really great dialogue. At, it's like the second to last chapter um, with Marichonne, and it just it solidified what I felt like I was I was getting from that character like the whole way through and then there's just some I cannot wait to like quote it next week dialogues it's just hmm. so good so I have to say something controversial love it. Be controversial to, to Maggie oh no I don't love it <laughs> <laughs> so after kind of seeing the internal politics of the Nihil or the Nile, you know, their little meeting and all that stuff and finding out, seeing kind of, I, I saw the way that Martian treats, um, uh, Mari. It, it kind of made me feel like he's like weak. Like, um, you know, he's, he treats her this way because he's like weak on the inside. And it, 
kind of makes me feel like are the Nihil or the Nile? Um, Mark Thompson says it that way. I'm sorry. I know it's. Does wild, he say Nihil? Yeah, he yeah, does. He says yeah. Nihil. Whoa. Okay. And it's so confusing because people ask like all the authors on Twitter how you say it, and they're like, it's like you say Nihilism. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. So okay. Nihil. Nihil. Um, sorry, but Jeff. I, I, I just. I have to think that are they a red herring for something else? Like, is there some? Because right now, for me, they don't fit that tagline of like, "What are the Jedi afraid of?" Like, uh, they're just a bunch right. of space Agreed. Raiders. Agreed. Like, I yeah. have, I have my theory for that, but I can't talk about it until next week. Will we find out? Will we find there. out? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Leaving them hanging, Maggie. I don't know if you will find out, but I have a theory about why that tagline exists. And I think it has a lot to do with the appearance of the Jedi. Hmm. And I, I could I could see your point, Josh, though, because he does pick on Mari. But when it came to the others, he kind of submits to the others on the, the rest of the group up until he put his foot down and chopped Kosov's arm off. But yes, he seems very... I, I, I kind of liken him to... Uh, the the guy working in the nursing home in um, Happy Gilmore Ben Stiller grandma go ben to sleep character but, yes <laughs> but then when but when when nice Adam Sandler shows up all of a sudden like, oh yeah grandma did some arts and crafts today you know what I mean like he switches into this nice guy oh, where it, when Adam Sandler goes away he's just ragging on his That's grandma so perfect that is so perfect yes. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to see Ben Stiller every time I uh, read Marcia and Row the rest of the rest of the book. Now so. your back's going to hurt because you just pulled Lance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I I will say I uh, I will say that I just want to remind everyone that I that I am basing. I'm not looking ahead with my opinions. I'm keeping my notes as they are from when I wrote them. Mm, so okay, like. My, this opinion that I've shared is solely based on part two. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I haven't uh, been lucky enough to read ahead, but I, uh, I have a sim- similar thought. So I'm fresh like you when you wrote that note. But I, I do think that there is more that meets the eye, <laughs> so to speak, about uh, Martian. And, uh, yeah, right. And the Nile. I, I, I can't wait to see, because I do th- feel that there is some underlying um, current in Martian Rowe's character that there is um, some potential uh, good in him. And potentially destructive to the Nile. I don't know. I mean, once again, I'm just speculating. I'm not f- as far ahead as you guys are, or if we'll even learn it in this book. But I am excited to see where. Uh, what would we call this? The part three of the book, where we're about to finish up the grand finale, yeah. and uh, part three. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait to finish. I'll probably finish it in the next day. I know you guys talked about the like empathic guard dogs in the beginning. But the cats, we, the cats, kitties. We forgot. We forgot about Ember, the charhound who literally breathed fire out of its mouth <laughs> to roast well, denial I, that was about to kill Porter. I'd Angle. be upset if he breathed it out of somewhere else, Justin. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be strange. Uh, that was that was a cool scene though because they describe it like the dog or like it just like opens its mouth and just fire comes out and it didn't stop. Like it details. Yeah, the guy started screaming, and it was still spewing fire out of its <laughs> mouth until the screaming stopped, and then he stopped and closed his mouth. That's crazy. I, I, they I they did. saved him. That's a loyal friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I did it. like that they said that he was like still hot when he touched him too. Yeah. Like I like that yeah. little detail. Yeah, that was cool. But yeah, it was. I mean, this this section was great. I loved this section. This was. It was a lot I, to take in. I think in the first section, but now that I'm. I think in the second section, once you know the characters and like you get where they are at different, like at these different times and kind of what they're all doing, it makes it much easier to track and follow. And then you can kind of really get into a lot more of the details, which is cool. Oh, you know what thing we totally missed? Mm. Bell, Bell finally gets the falling thing when he saved yeah. the girl. Yeah. I love Bell. Which is very cool. Big fan of Bell. And yeah. when he when he jumped out when he had to jump and save her, I was like, oh, I was all leading up to this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it was his trials. I have uh, one more hot take. Was... Oh, sorry, I, Josh. I, I hope it's say, really hot. Um, who was it that was flying the the two vectors at the same time? What is her name? That um, was freaking cool. Like she was piloting mm, one mm. vector, but had used her like Jedi power to start the other vector because they talked about like vector drifting where like essentially she was moving both of them in unison to attack uh, that it was in that same scene with the Charhound, but that was just a super Indira. Cool. Yes. Yes. Indira. Thank you. Um, but that was just really cool to hear too. Like she's literally piloting, piloting another ship mirroring her moves in the other one. Sorry, Josh. I, I think no, I no, 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 and that's that's good because what you're saying, my my hot take is going to take us to another part of this section. Uh, Elzar Man falls to the dark side. He likes to tinker and do weird things with the Force. He's in love with somebody. He's like pounding <laughs> yeah. the drinks. Like interesting. Pounding the drinks. He had half of a drink, but no, he was trying the drinks. He was yeah, like he was sampling everything. He's like, oh, well, yeah, that is true. Like, that is true. She was like, uh, not too much. We're here on business. And he put it down and the droid took it away. He wasn't happy about it, though. He wasn't yeah, happy about it. No. The next, I don't think he was getting uh, hammered. The entire public novel is uh, Legend of the Drunken Master. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'd read it. I'd read it. Yeah, I'd read it, too. I mean, they have the Naboo connection, so tragedy can only follow. This is very true. Bad things on Naboo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, very cool. All right. Well, hey, uh, I am looking forward to connecting about the the last, the grand finale of this Light of the Jedi book. As Maggie promises, we're in for a wild ride, so I'm ready. I've already, I've really enjoyed this so far. I thought this book is, it's everything I didn't think it was going to be, and I'm pleasantly uh, surprised. So, any final thoughts on section two? has everything you want in Star Wars. It has uh, bad Gungans and good Trandoshans. All I need is a Black Series figure and a vintage collection Avar Chris, and I'm all in. I'm all in on this. So, um, yeah, this is cool. Buy that Avar Chris merch, man. Oh, totally. Totally. I like it all. I like it all. So, all right. All right. Is this an episode? Is this, uh, are we Are we good? Yeah. We're all clear, kid. I was blowing this thing. Hey, oh. I was wondering if I could do We're that. We're all clear, kid. I was blowing this thing. Go home. You got a really good feeling about this.
High Republic. Got a little high with the Republic tonight, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun being back with y'all. Welcome uh, back. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, I'll get. I'll get back in the saddle, back in the groove. Things. I'll put my lightsaber key in the uh, the old mixer here, and I'll get. I'll get back to normal. The uh, new mixer. Yeah, <laughs> the brand new mixer. I'm. I'm really loving this toy. It's very colorful on my desk. I was distracted by it, but it feels good to be back in the Star Wars world uh, and talking about a book. Talking about a book. This is yeah. cool. This is so cool, and I can't wait to see what else comes out. I think another High Republic novel drops early February. I have that on pre-order and can't wait for that to come through. Uh, I am going to be picking up the printed copies of the comics from my local comic book store tomorrow. So I have not read a High Republic comic. I'm definitely looking forward to that and whatever else came out. I don't even know what came out. But all the series happening right now, Afra, Vader, uh, the, the Star Wars line itself. There's definitely a new Afra. Man, it's so good. It's so good. So hopefully y'all can get out to the store or download the app and, and pick those up. So, hey, I just want to give a shout out to everybody uh, who listens to Star Wars Friends. I'm, I'm so happy that this show is still rocking and uh, I'm looking forward to a strong 2021. Talking all the crazy stuff that happens in this uh, galaxy far, far away. So shout out to y'all. Thank you everyone who reached out. Super cool. You guys got any shout outs? Uh, shout out to Democracy. My allegiance is to Hello! Yeah, baby. Yeah, getting a little raw right there. Love it. Shout out to Bernie Sanders, the meme king. Oh, man. He is sitting <laughs> on a just chair everywhere. Everybody. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle Obama, who absolutely stole the oh, show with her look. Queen. Yeah, man. Absolute queen right there. Yeah, man. Closest thing we have to royalty here in America. Damn right. Well, uh, you can find Star Wars Friends at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Listen to the show at StarWarsFriends.com or anywhere that you listen to Star Wars podcast. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. That's always a positive for us. And uh, I am no longer on social media as myself, but you can follow my new collector's page at Finest Editions on Instagram. It does link up with Twitter, but I'm going to be posting quite regularly of my collection and all the cool things Star Wars at Finest Editions. Where can they find you guys at? This is Josh, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. This is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Uh, this is Kyle, and you can sponsor my celebration trip <laughs> on Venmo at KB underscore Legend. And this is Maggie, and you can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. Hell yeah. And Kyle, I'm, I'm waiting to see the numbers from Mega Millions, dude. I uh, <laughs> It's going to be pulled here any minute if it hasn't already. So very, you, if you want to find me, it's KB underscore legend, man. Ben share the wealth. Every dollar anywhere. counts. Every dollar counts. Well, it's been fun. We're going to end this episode in classic fashion. May the force be with you. Always. Always. We are the Nihil. Damn! Save the Nihil. Save the dream. Hey, friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.